ladies and gentlemen. Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Here comes the ready and now. Listen to the crowd roar. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtrack to your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars returned to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Oh, Saturday, 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 Saturday. Seatbelts on, welcome. So welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Good morning. It is very appropriate that our last show of the year were in three different locations because we've barely spent any time together in 2022. And uh, I'm in Perth. Um, at 7am, Candace is in another part of Perth at 7am, <laughs> and Richard is dressed up. Oh, you must have a good runner today. You're dressed up beautifully back in the Sydney studio. Richard, firstly, good morning to you. Thank you, Dan. Yes, uh, I've got to go to the city meeting today, so that means a suit and tie. Otherwise, country meeting? No. But uh, <laughs> no, that's it's great to be here. Look, I've actually really enjoyed the Socceroos winning two matches. I think that's brilliant. The guys that have basically no players in the in the premier leagues and divisions in Europe to be able to do that that's a phenomenal effort to all concerned there and uh, obviously Socceroos top of mind Robbie Slater's going to join us shortly but we've still got a cricket test going on and Candice has decided to wear Dave's uh, jumper Yes, so, I have because it's at seven a.m. <laughs> you're wearing, you're wearing, and you're wearing like a white top. You're, you're in your whites. Uh, well, that's a very odd look for um, well, it's a Saturday not morning because, radio show. No, it's not because in uh, David's still asleep in the other room, and um, he likes it really cold in here. So it's like Antarctica in um, our hotel room. I think it's about sixteen degrees, so it is freezing here. Um, so that is why I am wearing the closest jumper to me, and that is the Australian cricket jumper. Yes, the knit. The knit. Yes. Um, oh, I see, I see the athletes. They love the, the... You've got to get the proper sleep, which you understand. Oh, it's freezing. The I hate it. The room. It's a Tom Brady thing. Oh, really? He popularised this. Really? That, that, that improved performance? I don't know, but I hate it. <laughs> It is that. You have no idea how cold it is in here. The room's got to be completely dark, and it's got to be at a certain temperature. Anyway, we've got a lot to get through, and I know we're going to be 10 minutes with Robbie Slater and get ourselves into trouble because he's next. Uh, So let's get straight to that. Triple M, 13353. You can call us anytime. Final show of the year, the Dead Said Legends. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, Hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends already. Richard and Slater, Robbie Slater are going at it off here. Um, but uh, Robbie's done 6,000 interviews this week, but he didn't uh, you... forget that, 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 uh, that Rich asked him an absolute shocker last week. Yeah, you're going to bring that up, are you, Danny? Last well, show, you were laughing up. while I was talking when the song ended. I had no, to, I had to explain to the audience why no, you two no, were talking you in the background. You just could have ignored it, but no, I could have ignored I, I it. But I think that the you know Iran is the best team that's been knocked out. <laughs> you know, How can you say that, Robbie? What a ridiculous thing to say! Uh, <laughs> hey, this, before I give you your official introduction this morning, we won't concentrate on what happened this morning. Um, but yep. Brazil and Switzerland threw in Group G. Uh, Switzerland having a 3-2 win over Serbia, wasn't it? Cameroon beat Brazil. Well done to them, but it didn't matter in the yeah. end. And high drama in every group has had high drama, hasn't it? Group H, Portugal um, uh, through, we already knew that. South Korea knocked out Uruguay. A late goal for South Korea was enough to get them through. They knocked off Portugal, and Uruguay beat Ghana, but in the end it didn't matter. It, it really... Robbie, as we say good morning, and I don't want to concentrate too much on the other teams because we've got so much to talk about with the Socceroos, but um, yeah. I can't remember so much drama in every group um, in the first yeah. round. And it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, Uruguay were there, and they got they needed just one more goal, and I watched the end of that game, and they, they could have scored another three, but they didn't. And the drama you know, of Japan when Germany were knocked out, and you know, and just mentioned Ghana as well were right in there, it's and that's why I don't know why FIFA are changing the format. This format works. It's been so good. You know, what they're planning ahead is, is going away from this. And I don't know why you would change 
something that works. But again, I guess it's all about money for FIFA, money. isn't it? All right. Now we need to get onto the Socceroos. Uh, obviously, it. it's such a fantastic achievement to get to to the sixteen, but. Messi awaits them. Uh, do you think he's going to start in that central role like he did against Poland? Yeah, look, I think he will, Candice. And he has a great habit of not looking in the game. Messi just sort of wanders around and uh, and teams sort of forget him and that's when you're in trouble. As soon as you forget that he's there, you know, that's when he hurts you. And look, I think for Australia, I don't know whether Graham Arnold goes and man, man marks him. He might. Um, in fact, he might because he told me he might, uh, but he hasn't made his mind up. So I'm sure. <laughs> Let's hope he does. Um, and if that's the case, will that be Suter? No, no, definitely not. You don't take him out of the heart of the fence. They've still got dangerous players, and you need Suter definitely in front of Matty Ryan. Now, I would say someone like a Kieran Backus who came on at half time uh, in that amazing game against Denmark, and I'd say someone like him maybe. Um, but look, they've got. To, to, the one thing we we need to be concerned of is not concentrating. Of course, we've got to look after Messi, but they've got fantastic players. The young boy Fernandez, uh, Di Maria is a superstar as well. So, you know, they've got a lot of very very dangerous players, and you know we're going to have to be at the top of our game. We're going to have to be our pressing is going to have to be as impressive as it has been against Tunisia and Denmark. And what's difficult there is that. You know, that takes a lot of energy and hopefully, you know, because it's only a three-day rest that the boys have got the energy to go again and pull off what would be one massive surprise. Well, they've already pulled off a couple of stunning wins. I mean, whatever they do from now on is a bonus. I, I never thought That's they'd it. get two wins in a, a World Cup. I don't think anyone did, but they did. No. Just going back to the Denmark game for one second, this controversy about them, you know, nicking the, the, the game plan. And that, that's just diversion, isn't it? Because as soon as they changed their game plan, we'd have changed ours anyway. Well, exactly. And, you know, what's the note? I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see anything in that because, I mean, the coach can see what's going on from, from the bench anyway. He sees a substitution happen. And if he's a good coach, which Graham Arnold is, he can see any movements in the tactics, like uh, you yeah. know, players shifting from exactly. left to right or right to left. So, no, I don't buy it. Yeah, it's just it diversion. All. You know, it's an excuse yeah. why and, Denmark and, uh, can win. Well, mate, and if whoever's drops it's stupid enough not to pick it up. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so what do the Socceroos fault, have to do um, to win this game? Is it is it aggression? Is it just pressing really yeah. hard? What is it? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of the same of what we've seen in Tunisia and Denmark, you know. Uh, is high pressing, not letting them settle on the ball. South American teams, you know, like Argentina in particular, like to play slow, uh, like to keep the ball at the back and then go fast, you know, in 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 periods where they get into the, the attacking third. So I expect to see Mitchell Duke, and not stupidly, but when they can, is to uh, is to press press them and not allow them the time in the ball, force them to go long. I remember, Robbie, 2006, you know, as the run was happening, you know, we were dreaming not only of Socceroos, but all of a sudden these players like a Lucas Neal became very – they became commodities. I remember remember all the talk that yeah. uh, I think he nearly went to Liverpool and Spanish clubs are interested. Who do you think is the – and there won't be just one, but the no. player uh, that that the serious clubs are, are, are looking at um, from, from, from these last couple of games? Well, I think definitely Suter uh, mm. is the standout. I think he will just, it's a matter of, what are we, December, another month, and he'll be in the English Premier League. He nearly oh. went to the Premier League before he got injured. So, I mean, other players, uh, you know, someone like O'Reilly McGree, Goodwin's been very good on the left-hand side. I mean, the other ones that are playing have been around. Uh, you know, Mitch, Mitch Duke's mm. been around, but he's shown that, you know, maybe he deserves a better quality competition uh, no disrespect, but he's in J-League 2. Uh, but Leckie's been around for a while. He's not going to go anywhere. He's already had his career in the Bundesliga. And Matty Ryan's been around for a long time. So there's not too many. I think Kai Rolls, the, the left stopper, Sutar's got all the headlines. Mm. But um, I think Kai Rolls is destined for something a bit bigger as well. So there's no doubt about it, though. These boys have put themselves in the spotlight, but a lot of them have been around for quite some time. 
Bo- uh, Robbie, thank- I almost called you boss. Thank you very much, mate. <laughs> You'll be up at 6 a.m. We're all going to be up at 6 a.m. Uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it. And have a great Christmas, mate. No worries, guys. You do as well. Cheers. And he's Thanks, enjoying Rob. it more than anyone because it is his best mate, Graham Arnold, having the tournament of his life. And that's one of the great stories too, Arnie. Boy, my God, we smashed him, didn't we, for a while, and now he's the toast of the country. No, no, well, I was during all that well, during all that World Cup qualification stages where they thought the Socceroos weren't going to qualify, everyone was saying, you know, he's got to be sacked. He's not the man for the job. So good on him. All right, Triple M. This is the Dead Set Legends. We've still got well, we've still got so much. Candice's quiz. We've got sports yeah. updates. We've got to talk about the cricket. Here. <laughs> now, come on, Rich. Let's let's get excited once. It's the last Please, time. Please, guys. I'm always excited. Once. All right. Game, set, and match, and other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candice Warner. Start of the music here on this Saturday morning. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. Uh, and uh, if you can find better odds and get expert tips this uh, Soccer World Cup by joining Betfair, please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. So our thanks to Betfair for their partnership last few weeks. And as usual, we're giving away the uh, family pass today, one triple three five three to the Sydney Kings versus the Jack Jumpers at the Kudos, that's the Tasmanian team, at the Kudos Bank Arena, and that is um, Sunday. Uh, next Sunday, Sunday the 11th of December. The Kings continuing their title defence against the Jack Jumpers, uh, where you can get your tickets at Ticketek. So um, uh, we've given away a lot of Kings tickets this year. Very popular here on the show. Candice in her knit, in her, in her Australian <laughs> test knit, and Richard in his uh, stylish white collared shirt. Uh, Rich, you've enjoyed, we're, we're here for the test match, Candice and myself, he doing it for Triple M and Candice with Dave, and doing it for Triple M as well. And but you were just saying in the song, you've actually enjoyed it. Uh, I, I don't mind. I, I like test cricket. I know you ca- it can't be exciting all the time. Sometimes it's just an absolute war of attrition. And that might say a little bit about that pitch over there. You know, you would, the old whacker pitch. You'd be lucky to survive the first morning, any team, but that pitch looks pretty placid. I don't think placid pitches make for good good test cricket anymore. I know that eventually you'll get a few of those sort of placid wickets, but, you know, the amount of scoring they, they've been doing and, you know, very few wickets until they got the new ball last night and or yesterday and, uh, you know, they did the Australians did turn it around a little bit. I'm, I'm kind of glad that there are some... West Indian cricketers there who, to my eye, look like they're trying to really make a contest of it. And I think a str- an improving or strong West Indies, they're probably a long way of being strong, but an improving West Indies is a good thing for cricket. Yeah, I agree. But it's also been a game of uh, records and milestones. We saw Pat Cummins yesterday get his 200 test wickets. And uh, the day previous to that, um, we had two 200-plus scores in an innings with uh, Marnus and Steve Smith. And then also Nathan Lyon yesterday is now in the top 10 for all-time test wicket um, Mm. takers. So he's now sitting in, I think it's ninth spot. So it's been an interesting test match, and there's going to be lots more today. And, Dan, you're doing such a good job calling it. Oh, thank you very much. Just try (laughs) 44598. West Indies all out 283. So it sounds like a cake. We haven't really been paying attention. Well, that just sounds like exactly what you'd think. Australia's just running through them. But Richard's right. The Windies have had a red-hot go. Australia one for 29 in their second dig. Uh, Dave not out on 18. Um, two days left. You've got to feel sorry. The poor old curator, it's a tough job, Rich, because... Oh, um, I know. If, no, it, well, why the wicket? And it's a terrible wicket. Like, it's plastic. You're right. It is, it is just um, run-of-the-mill because everyone thought it was going to be 35 every day. So yeah. he's grown a bit. He's he's left grass on there, thinking, well, that's going to burn off, and 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 the pitch it, it prevents the pitch from cracking up. Well, it's not. It was thirty five or thirty two the first day. That's it. It's in the twenties. So it just it, the pitch is held together. Yeah. So that's why it's that's just, why not much is doing. It's a good batting deck, I think, most of the time. But uh, you know, Australians did bowl, bowl well in that, that that session with a second new ball. That that was a you know they did bowl well. There's no doubt about it. I think you've got to. Uh, save a special mention for, for Steve Smith. Um, that century took him to 29 centuries for Australia, which is equal to Don Bradman. He's only got one test centuries, test centuries. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's only got to get one more and he's equals Matt Hayden and three more 
and he equals Steve Waugh, and then there's only Ponting in front of him. I mean, right. he's done it in 88 tests. Ricky Ponting took 168 to get 41, so it took him double the number of, you know, you, you can't imagine he's going to need double the number of tests to get another 12 test centuries, uh, Steve Smith. So it looks like he, if he lasts, he'll go to the top of the tree. And all the, the players in front of him, except for the Don, who had 52 tests to make 29, Steve yeah. Smith, 29 in 88 tests. But it's a, it's a phenomenal record already, and it's a, fun, it's a record that if he can keep it going, he can, you know, he can rewrite all the record books. And with the form that he's in, and this is only the first test of the summer, you think That's he's right. got to get to those 30 test uh, centuries. You know, it could even be at Adelaide Oval, the next test match. Uh, well, he's got but... yeah. another innings here. You won't probably won't get one here, but then Adelaide, three tests against South Africa. Isn't it four tests in India? And then five four tests, tests in, in India. England. That's all and coming maybe, up next year. Maybe an extra one. So the test championships uh, right. could be on offer for the Australian team before the Ashes. So there's a lot of test matches to come. And he, if he can he, continue he, this form. He could be second on his own very, very quickly. Mm. All right, we're going to take a break because we've got a sports update and uh, we've got a lot to get through. Triple M, our final Dead Set Legends of the Year. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Triple M, Dead Set Legends. You know, we never do this, but if you want to ask anything you want, not even related to topics that we do, one triple three five three. It's our last show of the year. Um, that sounds dangerous, yeah. Dan. Yeah, I know. You know what? It's the last show. Bugger it. What are they going to do? Uh, well, they could sack us. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, one triple three five three. We'll see. No one. I- I'm betting no one's going to call with an interesting question. So we'll see what happens. One triple three five three. Let's do this. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. I will let me know if we get anything interesting because we're going to do the Candace quiz too. That's yeah. going to something's you know, got to save it. That's going to kill uh, the phone Listen, lines. listen. Let's just, can we just have a moment just to be honest about this quiz? Yeah. You love it, don't you? I, I love that you love it. Yeah. <laughs> Australia fell and everyone just else. short in the Davis Cup this week. We fell just short in the Davis Cup. But, uh, how many people actually knew we were in the Davis Cup final? How many people knew the Davis Cup was on? Oh, I knew it was uh, on. I saw a few highlights of it and thought, oh, that's okay. But, you know, as far as knowing that we were in the final and that the final was on, I don't know where it was promoted, but I never even saw it. No, nah, it was on like sun, late Sunday night. I mean, this is the new format where everyone comes together and it's uh, late. You were, he's t- good team. I mean, Kokonakis and Dimonor. Yeah, they're good players. Unfortunately for them, they were blown off the court by the Canadians. So that that was the end of that. No, Um, Nick Curios though. No, no, he's got better things to do. I think he went to Saudi Arabia or something. Oh, come on, Ridge. No, that's what I think he did. I think he just took off somewhere else. Okay. Uh, but, I, yeah, I, I just sort of think they, they did so well in their semifinal. And then um, because of this new format, it was uh, basically a day and a half later. The final was on, I think it was 11 o'clock at night. Um, but, yeah, it's just, just a shame because it's in the past it's been obviously so hard to make that Davis Cup final and then to win it. But for everyone not to really even know that it was on, it's a bit sad. Mm. Um, not sure what's going on in boxing. We've got titles being awarded to Jeff Fennick 30 years later than they mm. should have been. Now we've got refs admitting they were part of a raw... What about this story during the week? Our, our man, uh, Nadal Skinny Hussein, robbed against Manny Pacquiao in the Philippines back in 2000. And this is before Pacquiao was really Manny Pacquiao, but he was still a star in the Philippines. How was this robbery uh, done? A 10 count against the knockdown Pacquiao took... 18 seconds, um, and a Pacquiao headbutt was ruled a legal punch, legal, and that happened to be the catalyst to end the fight. But what was unbelievable was this bastard of a referee was doing videos with a big smile on his face and a nod and a wink like, oh, yeah, it was a rort and it was a pleasure to be yeah. part of it. You know what he said? He said, yeah, the 10 count, it took 18 seconds. I know how to slow the countdown. And they said, well, why'd you do it? He said, well, he's a Filipino. He said, you know, and I wanted the Filipino to win. So it's just, it's infuriating that this is a, a major sport and this bloke's come out and admitted publicly that he's pulled a rort here. They should, they, he should be prosecuted. It, it's got to be some sort of fraud. But I mean, you can't just what, do that. This is also why boxing in the Olympics is at risk of being dropped because of just how rife cheating is in boxing. Wow. Uh, 
I tell you, when I read that story, I, saw, I felt so sorry for Skinny yeah. Hussain oh, because yeah. it would have well, changed his, his career. His yeah. career would have been very, very different if that bloke hadn't been a crook. And that's I what he is. Felt, I always felt a bit sorry for Pacquiao because I always thought, mm, Jeff Horn got a decision. I'm not sure Jeff Horn deserved it. But you know what? Stuff Pacquiao. Stuff, he, he's had, he <laughs> clearly has had enough leg-ups in his career. Um, and Richard, it's our last show for the year. So I'm not going to hold you back any longer. The AFLW final was played last week. <laughs> final score, Melbourne, two goals, 7-19. Brisbane, two goals, 3-15. What would you like to say, Richard, about the AFLW? It's not a sport I watch a lot, Dan. And the reason is because I think it's getting, and I mean this in a constructive manner, it's getting more attention than it actually deserves at the moment. And it's incumbent upon the AFLW to lift the standard of play so that it, 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 it's worthy of the, the attention that it's getting. I'm all for avenues for young girls to, and to aspire to and to have heroes, but, you know, the standard of the play needs a lot of improvement. Now, I think that's measured and honest, and I think if you're not allowed to have that opinion, yeah. then there's something wrong in society because I don't think that is, is being personal or casting aspersions upon any individual. It's just saying... They've got to improve. They're getting a lot of attention, which they probably don't deserve. And I think that's where the NRLW do it so well. They started with a smaller competition and just grew it. Um, and we're seeing next year more teams coming into that competition as, as it sort of st has been strengthened along the way. And I think maybe with the AFLW, there's so many teams that maybe they could... I, I'm with you, Richard. I just think there's... Um, there's not enough quality to make these teams. And I think if they made a smaller competition, then it would be yeah. a little bit more competitive. I know all the, I know all the, the, the you know, the, the naysayers will come out and say, it's an only a new competition. Give it time, give it time. Okay. I'm happy to give it time, but it, there'll be a certain amount of time. I'll, I'll think is a reasonable amount of time and it will need to have improved. And I'm sure it will. But at the moment, they don't seem to be able to kick the ball far enough to to generate no, no, no. the least, same some, scores that the no, men do. Not all the girls, some of them, because there are some brilliant athletes there and some incredible, um, there's some incredible talent. But I think that across the whole teams, uh, there is some weaknesses. All right. Well done, Richard. I thought you were going to get yourself cancelled there. I just gave you enough rope. <laughs> I still you... might. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm proud of you. Triple M, this is the. Do we get anything interesting, Alan? No, okay, no, no, nothing, <laughs> that nothing that we want to put to air. Nothing that we want to put to air. Okay, that's what Owen's uh, uh, just saying to me. All right, quiz oh, time. Oh, we've got a call for the quiz. It's time for the quiz, Dan. That's what Owen's well, telling me. Yeah, I know. And I'm, uh, if you were listening, I was about to solicit oh, for Kansas. to Owen. one triple three five three, which we'll do after this for the last time. Making a racket. Little tennis joke there. You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M, Dead Set Ladies Legends. And gentlemen, they say knowledge is power. Well, plug me in and power me up. It's time on Triple M's Dead Set Legends for Candace's Quiz. Oh, thanks to the great service, great brands, great value. Now available in store and online at Bingley. Better living every day. Played that about 40 times and Candace has never acknowledged that that is an ironic <laughs> opener. Yeah. An ironic opener. Candace's Quiz, you know, it's more like Frankenstein's monster. I, I can't get enough of it. By my account, Rich, I reckon there's been two victories for you and I. Such has been the rorting of the questions. Well, I, yes. Oh. I, I had to have a hand in one of our victories. <laughs> yes, Which yes, just not There saying. was a cheating situation. Um, but Candice, this is your part of the show. Take over, my friend. All right. So um, because I'm in Perth, Richard? Yes, Mark is on the Mark? line with okay, us. G'day, so Mark. Oh, is it not Mark? Mark? He's gone. Paul. G'day, Paul. Yes. How are How you? How are we all? Oh, good, thank oh, you. Oh, hi, Paul. Thank you so much for calling up for our last oh, quiz of the oh, year. You're a legend. This is the greatest quiz of all. I'm so honoured. And I want to oh. say something, um, Candice, to Fenty. Okay. That means hello oh, and more too. Oh, yes, Fenty. Yes, Fenty. Yes, oh. <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> and how are you, Richard yes. and uh, Dan? So, Excellent. Paul, you, you obviously 
what do you live in the same street as Candace or something? You know each other, you two, or <laughs> no? I was born and raised in Australia, Maltese parents. Uh, okay. And where beautiful. are your parents from in Malta? Uh, Zaytun. Okay. Uh, but Malta's okay. the size of like one of the islands in the harbour here, isn't it? It's small. It, it, it's a dot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A lot of Maltese people. All uh, right. Mario well, Fennec is uh, the Maltese yep. falcon. Hey, before we uh, get into the into the questions, I. Uh, have to remind people this is for Bing Lee. Th- thanks to Bing Lee for yeah, being part of this. Yeah, hanging in there. Great service, great brands, great value now in store, online. Bing Lee, better living every day. Well, mate, I hope you win because there's a hundred dollar voucher. It's not jackpotting the next week, but Rich and I are playing <laughs> to win here. So um, I don't know which well, one of us is actually going to participate. But all right, uh, it, it, here we go, Candice. All right, Dan. This it's is me. so easy. Yeah, you. Okay. Who won the State of Origin Game 1 this year? Game 1. Game 1. Uh, Queensland. Very good. Do not ever say that I don't give you easy questions. That's okay? one easy question. No. That's one on. easy question. All right, Paul. What country were the 2022 Winter Olympics held? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, geez, that's not one of my uh, sports. Uh, 2022... Uh, Starts with a B. 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 Bosnia. Uh, Did you say Bosnia? Well, I'm just trying to give you an idea. Help. Help. Uh, No, I've got no idea. Bahrain. (laughs) Bahrain. Stop it, Dan. (laughs) No, that's it. Come on, Dan. Okay, all right. Uh, It was Beijing. Didn't you say country? You yes. said country. China. No, that's... It was China. Yes. You misled the, you no misled the, no, the contestant. It. Sorry, whose side are you on? Well, not you. I'm not right. sure anymore. Okay, Dan, how many matches have the Wallabies won this calendar year? Again, always, Richard, it's either the bloody A-League yeah. or the Wallabies yeah. again. Or, or the Wallaroos <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. We're not going to know. Uh, well, it's not many, Candice. Um, I'm going to say five because I reckon we played about I reckon 13 it's less. games. Oh, you want to lock in five? Answer. Okay. Well, no, it was four. Uh, they lost nine. Jesus all right, Paul. You, if you end this question right, it's um, you're on one all. So that's great. Okay. 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 Which two teams played in the AFL Grand Final this year? Uh, AFL. Ah, uh, well, that's uh, the Swans and um, uh, Geelong. Good job. One Gee, all. Good this job is getting there. good. Yeah. This is getting really good. Yeah, okay, it really Dan. is. You to help me at some point, Richard, here? <laughs> no, okay, Richard, I'll ask you. No, no, um, you can ask me. I'll no, go. no, no, I have to ask you this question, Dan. Which of the following was not one of Richard's grievances this year? Okay, A, alcohol-free liquor, B, taxi Definitely drivers, grievance. or mm. C, avocado? Oh, well, see, Richard's smart and takes a lot of taxis, and I know Richard doesn't want to... Uh, you know, offend, just get into a taxi and all of a sudden he's got someone who's pissed off. I'm going to say taxi drivers is his one non-grievance. You are so right. Ah, smart did, boy, Danny boy. He That's had a good. grievance, oh, but man. it was about yeah. Uber drivers. No, correct. Yes. And that yeah. was a long oh, time ago, good. so if you're an Uber driver out there... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul, you need to get this question right. Richard's lost points again. To stay (laughs) in the comp. All right, who won the women's singles at this year's Australian Open Tennis? Oh, Oh, this is uh, Ash Barty. Very good. So now we've got a tiebreaker, which doesn't happen very often. Um, So I'll just ask you guys the question. Here it comes, Danny. This is where it gets We've, They've confusing. allowed us to have a tie. But <laughs> so here maybe it comes. just your name can be your buzzer. Oh. Okay. Okay. Who won the Melbourne Cup this year? Paul. Paul? Uh, something gold. Uh, oh, that's not an answer. Jeez. Uh, uh, oh, Tiny mouth. Bapal. Gold trip. A gold trip, yes. Yes, well done. You I, already bu- I already. <laughs> Yeah, Thank you. Blinked him in. Yes, but Richard, you're not the official buzzer. Appropriate end to the worst quiz in radio. You're not taking that to summer breakfast, yeah, I hope. Don't. Candace. Please don't. God, no. Yeah, at least they'll appreciate it a bit more. Thank Good you, Candace, you, Paul. And thank you, thank uh, you. Big Lee.
Merry Christmas, Paul. Hundred dollar voucher coming. We're going to give it to Paul anyway because what we're going to do with it is the last show of the year. <laughs> but I'm just glad everyone got to see once again, once again, what a disgrace this segment was. <laughs> That's it. Triple M. Richard, speaking of disgraceful segments, don't you laugh, Richard. Your tip's coming up next. Hey, 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 hey. Come on, Norman Swan. (laughs) Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Uh, We sound a bit different. Candice and I are in different parts of Perth. I can't believe how technically this is working. It's actually working pretty well. Richard back in Sydney. And, you know, we always get excited when Richard's dressed up because it means he's going to the races. It means he's got a runner. It means he thinks he's a chance. That's what it means. Please, uh, can you share, Richard, what you've got? Uh, well, if, I, if I'm going to do my tip here. desperate for a winner. Well, I, I don't think I've been too bad tipping my own horses this year. The best mm. results have come out of that, and it's probably not surprising seeing I'm supposed to know about them. Uh, but I'm going to go with race seven, number 11, it's Philly, a mare I train called Amatuba. And um, I, she's um, she's stepping up in grade, but she's been going very well. Had a first start two weeks ago and really put the riding on the wall. I think she wins. She's $6. Um, and if she doesn't win, she'll run a place, so you'll be able to get your money out of that. And I've just looked here. Okay, so... Uh, race 7, what? Rose Hill, race 7, number 11. Good luck, everyone. And I've just seen here you've you've got a runner in Newcastle as well, which the the best bets are tipping. Yeah, and it's sixteen dollars fifty. But I don't like it when best bets tips. Uh, nothing. nothing uh, I, best I think bets, it, I think like I think you could have something each way too. It's a thing called Doubtless Lady. It's in a mm. late race at Newcastle. Look for Beautiful. it. Beautiful. All right. It's a well, big day for you, you Richard. Oh, I got runners at Newcastle and uh, Rose Hill, and runners tomorrow at uh, Hawkesbury, and then. Tuesday, you've got to go to Bathurst, and I think Sunday we've got a runner at Nara as well, so all over New South Wales. All right, busy, busy. This is the Dead Set Legends. One hour left for us in 2022. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Here we go, last hour of the year, and then shortly after that, off to Perth, where Candace and myself are for day four of the uh, cricket. Um, but we've got Greg Russ to speak to one last time. And speaking one last time, Richard's list of grievances. Oh, yes. Have you saved the best or last? We'll find out soon. Candice. Yeah, and I just have to happen to say I've been uh, doing a little bit of um, in the commentary box with you, Dan, and, and yeah, nice uh, chatting to Callum Ferguson. And he does the Dead Set Legends out of Adelaide. And I... I've come to realise that we are the hardest working Dead Set Legends team in the really? country because everyone finished two weeks ago. You think this is hard work? <laughs> well, we're the hardest working DSL team, thank you. It's a disgrace, Richard. It's a disgrace. Two weeks ago they finished. What That's a right. joke. Oh, Mel- Melbourne Dead Set Legends, uh, the, my good friend Kath Lockman, that she was telling me they did uh, filled in for breakfast. I mean, they're, they're all flying, we, and we're stuck here till December. Don't anyway, um, stop whinging about it, Richard. Oh, we're all very Candace. happy to be in work. It, no, it's because we've got the the quiz. That's why. Oh, the quiz. <laughs> yeah, they wanted you to know, extend that for two weeks. Do you know something, Candice? There's a truth to that because we sold the sponsorship. They don't want to give the money back. That's actually the truth. One triple three five three. Time for random calls. We've never done it on this show, but we're going to do it right after this. Ask us anything you want. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Hey, uh, Rich, big news during the week. Candace was announced... To do summer breakfast. Wow. So she's doing it with Harley Green <laughs> oh. and Tom Tilly. Um, and yes. that goes across the country. Yes. So you're, you are Miss Summer Breakfast for the next two weeks. Congratulations. That's, well that, done, that's, Candace. that's where they test Thank out you. the talent for, the, for a, a real <laughs> breakfast gig. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it should be really good. It should be fun. Um, won't be doing it all out of Sydney because obviously still following the cricket around with David and and with you, Dan. So yeah, no, it'll be it'll be lots of fun. Something a bit different other than talking sport each day. But I really hope we can incorporate my quiz in there somewhere. Oh, no, okay, well, no, 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 no. just one, be man. happy with the gig. Just be happy with the gig. Don't don't don't, <laughs> don't, don't push. Don't, don't, don't push, push the quiz. Now, just before we okay. take some calls here, um, uh, we better address. We don't know what's doing next year. Now the show's coming back, and it's sort of there for us to come back. But Candice, you you're going to India next year and England because it's an Ashes year and an IPL year and a, a India Australia, and then there's a World Cup. So. 
Not sure how many shows you can do. I'm still trying to sort out a contract with the company. We've been doing that for the last couple of months. We're trying to sort out how many games I'm going to do. No, it's all fine, Rich. We're going to get it done. There's no dramas. So it's almost like one in, all in, or... If someone's no, not out, we're all out. No, 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 okay, no, no, no. All right. Candace, let's let's stop. We don't have to fall on a grenade for you. I mean, let's just, <laughs> and, yeah, and then. And but then you Rich, would if you had to. So I'm I'm pulling back a touch next year. So we're just going to work out what I'm going to do. And then Rich is is just convinced that if I go, they're going to give him the bullet. So we don't know what. <laughs> oh, it's doing, a given. Okay? It's a well, given. We don't know what's doing. I don't know if that's the anyway, case. Time I'm to take some calls, Danny. Show. Yes. I'm going to bring some callers in here. I'm going to take Tony, and he's got a question. I think this is for you, Dan. G'day, Tony. What's your question? Yeah, mate. Do you think uh, the Panthers can do a three-peat? No, but not because I'm anti-Penrith. I mean, how bloody hard is it to win two in a row? And they've done that, and they've been up for three years in a row. At some point, they're going to get injuries, and they might not, but I'm, I'm thinking more of averages. Plus, look how good Kikau was at the back end of the season and Coruscant. It'd be unbelievable if they did. They've got enough talent there to give it a red-hot go. I'm just going with law of averages, Tone. Probably not. But they're going to make the finals and they'll probably make the top four as well. But I just think the tank might be empty come the end of the season. Thanks for your call, Tone. Let's move on. Anthony, I think this one's for me. It is indeed. Yeah, but I'm just curious. uh, Why do horses train at four in the morning, but all the major races are at three in the afternoon, understanding obviously there's track days and whatnot, or is it just a security thing so you don't want to see your neighbour to show your neighbour what your horse is up nah, to? It used to be that. It all started when racehorse trainers were part-timers and they you know, had to do all their work before they went to a job. Um, but somehow it's never changed. It's a real bugbear with me. There is, other than the heat does become an issue in summertime after about 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, but up until then, you could train horses at any time. And, you know, when we trained away from the racetracks, it only happens at racetracks. You train away from a racetrack. You don't need to start at that time. You just start when the sun comes up. But, you know, we've got a lot of, let me say this, senior trainers, mm-hmm. a.k.a. elderly trainers, who want everybody to do it the way they've always done it, which means getting up in the middle of the night and, you know, working ridiculous hours with these horses I don't think it's necessary. I'm dead against it. Have been all my life. Don't think we need to do it. But, hey, I haven't been able to get it changed yet. All right. Um, and then for you, Candice, Glenn has a question. All right, Glenn. G'day, Legends. How are you going? Um, my question is, uh, are bin chickens born with them big, ugly beaks or not? Because that would be hard to fit that bad boy into an egg, wouldn't it? It would be hard to fit that bad boy. I don't it know how they do so it. It's so hard. And if you think about it, I mean, I can't really answer that question because I don't know. But have you ever seen a baby bin chicken? You no, no have. one ever has. They're no born one, full where, size. Where are they? Are they really? Oh, <laughs> Come see. on. Now, now yeah, very why? quickly, very quickly, Candace and Dave were very generous last night, Rich. I, 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 I swung by where I'm staying and they were eating dinner and they actually uh, invited me over, paid for my dinner. And you would appreciate this. I don't have cash anymore all because right. it's all card. So I can't do that thing where I throw money on the thing when the bill comes. So Candace took it. It's a very, very generous. But there was an argument we had, and I think you could settle this. I think they put stuff in the aeroplane food to stop you sitting down on the toot. Dave was convinced it's a gravity thing why you don't sit down Air on the pressure. toot. Air pressure. I think they're doing something to the food. This is the, the conversation you had at <laughs> dinner? End of, end of the night. End of the night. What? I think if... How What's is it that 300 people, people, 300 people are on a long-haul flight and four people are going to sit down on the tour? I don't know about that. I've got no idea about it. Why would you ask me? I, a, I have no you know knowledge of it and no interest in it. The only one that did get me was an airline that I am convinced, I will not name it, but they used to sell the blanket. Remember, if you're on the long trip, they'll sell you a blanket to put over you. The blanket costs $15, and I guarantee they turned the air temperature down just before they came through with the blankets. <laughs> right, so That's everyone's funny. freezing. I, I'm, I guarantee that happened, and I exposed it on air one day, and then it stopped. Oh, <laughs> you ended a I, whole industry. I ended it. Triple M, Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. Yes, indeed. You know, if I had my own list of grievances, it'd be it, Rich and Candace. 
because Melbourne has something, we have to have it too. No one at the New South Wales government thought it was a good idea to have a World Cup live site. Right, now we see the scenes at Fed Square, and they were great scenes. Now we have to have our own, but that's great, and we should. It's a Tumbalong Park at Darling Harbour, and I hope they get thousands there. Should have done it from the get-go. But here's what pisses me off. Perrottet has to come out, Dominic Perrottet, our Premier, I'll give him his respect, and say, it's going to be the best in the country. I mean, what, why do we have to do that? When we, you know, <laughs> built that beautiful stadium, which cost way too much money, the new one, you know, Stuart Ayres comes out, we're going to kick Queensland into touch. Why, why are we demeaning ourselves? We're New South Wales. We are the premier state. Why are we demeaning ourselves to be in this fake competition I, I, I with agree these with other states? We should be so arrogant that we just assume we're the best. Yes. Yeah, yes. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you there. Arrogance. That, that's a thing. <laughs> oh, but maybe some people are just so dumb they don't know that we're the best. You, they're not listening so to local pathetic. radio and TV, so oh, who are you selling? so pathetic. Just as, oh, it's going to be the best live site in the country. Well, it's a television screen. Okay. Why haven't we had or, a live site? No, who That's knows? The... Who knows? They probably thought they were going to get bundled and, you know, save the money. Well, exactly. You, you save money. Those things aren't cheap to run, but at the same time, as soon as they see Melbourne get images around the world, oh, we have to have it too. Yes. Hey, what about that stuff in Pakistan? Unbelievable. So England... Ended up making six fifty seven off a hundred and one overs. That, uh, so- they made five hundred and six in a day, and they uh, they bowled fifteen overs short on the right. on the first day. It's just right. bizarre. Yeah. And Pakistan- Everyone was getting in on the hundreds except for Joe Root. I think he was all out for twenty three. <laughs> yeah. So Failure. you can um, can you imagine the ashes, right? coming up, if, if that's how England plays, it's going to be unbelievable. So this is all Ben Stokes now as captain and Basball, Brendan McCullum, um, the coach, the Kiwi, sort of dictating this is how they want to play cricket. Well, like, yeah, God, but... This Ashes is going to be unbelievable. The cri- this the, is the way it's going to go. Dan, the, the, the ground was like the size of, of this the table I'm sitting at, and no, the pitch looked negative. like Grandma's mattress. I mean, it's it was got, just... you got to be negative. No, I mean, it was... Pack- I'm telling you, that that, that won't happen again. Outside of Royal Pindy. Because well, they've always probably... played so conservative. So to mm. see them playing so in such an attacking way, like you said, Dan, those that next year's Ashes is going to be so fiery. I don't care how flat the pitch is, Rich. I mean, it's six and a half and over. Anyway, Pakistan, none for 181 or 51. Look, it does speak to the pitch being a bit... Uh, you, ordinary, you think? But they're only going at three and a half and over. England did double. Um, conflicts of interest, half of this course in rugby league. In fact, if you don't have a conflict of interest, what the hell are you doing in the sport? And it never matters, but in Laurie Daly's case, for some reason it does because he's not allowed to take up a job uh, on the Manly coaching staff because he works for Sky Sports Radio, which is owned by the TAB. Well, betting, be- Everyone's got a betting conflict, well, but Laurie I, Daly I, can't, I can be, tell you, can't be doing it. I can tell you. I, I had that job, right? That, he, Laurie got the job I left at that station. And... I've, I've worked at uh, what was 2KY, then Sky Sports Radio, and it's always been owned by TAB. But TAB, I don't think I ever ha- saw anyone from TAB in the studio ever, unless it was Glenn Munsey who came in to do odds. I mean, they really have very little um, you know, editorial control over whatever Laurie says on air. And TAB would have that many interactions with football clubs themselves. I would think, I just think it's overkill, but I understand they're trying to kill the perception. Oh, you know, the, the, the game being controlled by betting organizations. I I get it, but really in reality, it would have, it would have no influence on what Laurie does or what Laurie says. Anyway, I I don't look, he'll be okay. He's not short of a buck, but geez, it it does seem. It's a bit bizarre. It does seem a bit one out. Um, all right, Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Ah, yes, indeed. You know what's great about this year? We're often inconsistent. Candice is up and down. Richard's very up and down. I'm certainly <laughs> up and down. This man is saying? consistent. All right, you can always rely yes. on Greg Rust 
who always comes to us thanks to Bendix Breaks and the Rusty's Garage po- uh, podcast. I'm enjoying all the Rusty's Garage podcast ads during the cricket, actually. It's um, obviously very popular because they're pushing it hard. Good morning, Rusty. Do you know what? I dropped the ball today because I'm gone go-karting with some mates and I forgot to send you some notes. So I'm sorry, I know you God. did. I know. Can you believe it? You, 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 you're, you're on a 44-show streak and it ends today. <laughs> what notes? I'm making my own questions up. Yeah, so do I, Rusty. What are you talking about? What are you, like this one. Like this one. Shane Van Gisbergen last in Adelaide. I mean, the bloke is unbeatable and he's last in Adelaide. What's doing? It's a great story um, that you that you point out, Dan, because very few have done it to come from last on the grid through the field. Mark Scaife has done it very memorably. I think Craig Lowndes might have done it one year as well. So maybe he'll storm through the field today. Toward the end of qualifying, made a blue, went off on the last turn, and there wasn't enough time left to then get back on track and bank a good lap to get him into the shootout. So... A rare, rare blue, and he's pretty, pretty uh, miffed at himself. Um, he's running car one this weekend. He's never really done that before. Normally, he runs 97, but it's a, a thank you to, to Holden. It's the last ever uh, hurrah for, for Holden in supercar. Yeah, that's a, it's kind of an auspicious day and, and a sad one, too, to think that there's going to be no more Holdens in supercars ever. Crazy, crazy, Richard. And they're going to do lots of great things to celebrate the chapter that the Holden brand has. Uh, has had with the sport. Mark Scaife's been a big driver of, um, you know, ensuring that we, we got, obviously the plants have closed very sadly and we've stopped making cars in recent years, but the Commodore nameplate and the Holden uh, presence has still been in supercars and that'll change next year with the brand new Gen 3 cars. So, um, yeah, it's a it's And what will they be? Will they, they just be GMH cars? GM, or GM cars, yeah. General Motors. So a Camaro yeah. versus the Ford Mustang. Um they're different regulations, a lot of energy about it, a lot of people looking forward to those. They'll be coupes, Richard, so muscle cars, mm. rather than the four doors that you see on track at the moment. Rusty, before we say thank you for uh, all your incredible updates of the year, can you give us a summary of the Formula One? Do you know, Candice, this is a, a really interesting one. Some people don't like um, Max Verstappen. They don't like that he didn't play the team game in their eyes toward the end with his teammate. Um, Sergio Perez, and it cost them a 1-2 in the championship. But I think you need some of these really driven human beings sometimes. When you've got the top 20 drivers in the world, um, you've got to have a little bit of that. I mean, Ayrton Senna was uh, was at times a a uh, you know a very unforgiving type of competitor. Ruthless. So, but I, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, and, but Max grew a leg this year, you know, off the back of that, that championship last year. And everyone's talked about it with, with Lewis Hamilton. He was so... Uh, dominant this year. Car, the car played a big part in that and so did the team, but the way he drove was um, immense. And obviously, since we spoke on the show last week, Dan Ricardo's been doing a bit of bit of press and talking about the need for the reset and, and to get a bit of love back for, for the sport. He's not out of love with it, but it, it's obviously taken its toll on him in recent times. Alright, I've loved to. You've been various places around Australia and around the world doing these crosses and the motorsport sounds all the same behind you, like whether it's um, Bathurst or go-karts. We can hear the go-karts behind you, Rusty. <laughs> and it sounds, like, like, it, sounds, it sounds exactly the same. I'm having a midlife crisis. I've got a little little toy for myself, so I'm out here with some mates today having a bit of a burn, so it's good fun. Well, go, at least go-karts are much cheaper than getting a, getting a Porsche. Um, have a great, have a great Christmas, mate, and a happy new year. We don't know if we're back next year, uh, with the three of us anyway. So, uh, you'll be back, I'm sure, on Dead Set Legends in 2023. But if we don't speak, thank you very, very much, mate. It's been a pleasure. To you guys, a huge thank you, especially to your listeners and to the team behind the scenes as well. I've absolutely loved it, guys. Take care and have a safe Christmas. You too, you mate. Too. Good man. What a good man Greg Rost is. Triple M. Lovely this guy. Is the Dead Set Legends. And match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. All right, well, this is it. This is a very sad moment here because it's our final break, and it's probably our final break, well, who knows, together, because we're all saying we're probably not going to be here next year. We, I bet we all are. But um, <laughs> let me just say a big thank you to Owen, uh, who's done a wonderful job handling here, us. Here. Uh, uh, some of the things behind the scenes he has to deal with. with- Sometimes we have to pre-record things. See, and, that's Owen. He's yeah, like I know that, uh, you know, he's uh, like a bot, and uh, you know, uh, ed- editing our absolute dribble. So our thank you, our thanks to Owen, um, 
and also Beck. You know, Beck, they, Beck's, this is her first year in radio. She came from afters the school. I think it's her first year in radio because I said, Dan, we want to develop someone. I said, I'm not sure this and the dead set legends, Friedman, Ganane and Warner, is the right environment to teach Beck good radio. She lessons. has flourished. She Despite, has shone. Yes, a flower in among a lot of weeds. So I don't know if we've taught. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Am I a weed? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, so we only all, have one flower, together, which is Kim. Beck. You're not the and flower. And I'm a weed. All, all right. Is that the first time you've ever been together. told you're not the flower? <laughs> that you're actually the well, weed? Well, I'd like to be a flower as well. Can you just let me give Beck a compliment without right. making it about yourself, Sorry. please? <laughs> okay. Please. Please. But thank you very much. Candice, it's been a pleasure working with you. Um, <laughs> Uh, you have been much, even much more than we thought you were going to be. Oh, you guys going to make good. me cry. No, you've been brilliant. No, no, you honestly <laughs> have yeah. been, and that's why you're doing summer breakfast. Um, uh, when's that start? Monday. Yeah. Um, Monday, yeah. That should be fun. And you're going a long way here at Triple M. So, so oh, thank, thank you, you very much. And Richard, you know I love you, and I, I hope we get to work together again soon. It might be next year. Who knows? But yeah, I, mean, I, I love you too, Dan. Dan. You made me cry. <laughs> All right, Danny and I it. like brothers. <laughs> Yeah, punch on when we feel well, like it. <laughs> Rex said at the start of the year they brought me, but to do the show, and because they, you know, the Jude and Gus and Wendell moved over to Drive Time, they and they brought me back to do this. I said, "Who do you want?" I said, "Well, I want Rabs and Rich." He said, "We can't have Rabs and Rich." I said, "Why can't I have Rabs?" And Rich? He said, "Because we've got to move forward. We can't do what we've already done." I said, "Well, can I have one of them?" And uh, <laughs> and Rex said, "All right, you can have one of them." And I, because, Jeez. you know, all, all Thanks, season. Dan. I feel like <laughs> that's made me feel so but I good about you. myself. I picked you, Rich. Oh, that, that's I know. why you were the first I bloke I wanted to You're lucky I've got a thick skin. I could be and, crying like Candace. Oh, and Dan, you've been absolutely incredible. You just. One of the best broadcasters ever. Oh, the right, the okay. best. All no. right, let's. Okay, enough dribble. Thank you, everyone. It's been a wonderful year. Have a very safe and happy Christmas and New Year. We might see you next year. We don't know. Uh, so let's do this appropriately to finish. I've been watching sport all year, and this has got worse during the year. It started badly, but now it's reached a level that I can no longer endure. <laughs> the post-scoring celebrations. Why do grown men want to make themselves look like complete tools as soon as they score a try or a goal or a touchdown? The, the NFL is the worst. Right? Oh, the, the other day they came up with they had a giant pot, like a, a plant pot there, and the three of them got in it and the other one did whack-a-mole. Right? After, who cares? Just get on with the game. I see him doing it in the NRL, and that's worse because they copy the NFL. It's not even original, a lot of the, the crap they come up with. And in soccer, they're doing it. They run around, and they do the same things that everyone else did before. Why don't you just score your goal, score your touchdown, score your try, wave to the crowd, and just bugger off back to your position. That's Richard, what you I want to do. Richard, I hate to break it to you, but it's entertainment. It's not and entertaining. It is entertainment. What, watching people make you're fools showing, of themselves. You're showing your age now. I used to love when I used to watch NFL and you would see uh, Tio or Chad Ochocinco and they'd pull a pen out of their, their uh, sock or a mobile God. phone. It's entertainment. It's but dribble. I must ag- it's I must meaningless. Agree. It's, it's mindless. It's getting a little bit old now, some of the things. They old? need to be. Right, they need to it. invent a few things. That's it. We're done. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Don't forget the cricket coming up shortly. Triple M. Game, set and match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner.